my goodness. Well, thank you for joining us here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. It is time for the happy hour, the happiest hour of open mic that's ever houred in the history of hours. And then coming up at 7 o'clock is a show that's, it's just a lot of comedy here for two hours, outside, safely distanced, COVID compliant here at MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm here with a couple comics. I'm sure more will show up. Uh, Six o'clock seems to be maybe a difficult time. Maybe it's nap time for some comedians. I don't know. We're, I'm going to run around and we'll get this thing started. Here we go. Everybody clap. Yay. Look at that. All right. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Hi. <gasps> what cosplay event are you coming from or going to? Because yes. With the mask in tow, someone get a picture and put it on the Instagram. You have clearly more Instagram followers than all of us. You look amazing. It's wonderful to see you. The whole look at your boots, even dear God, they're so gorgeous. It's like my childhood threw up on your boots. I love it. It's like every yes, yay! Are you going to a super fun party? TikTok videos. The kids are all into TikTok. Did you drink your Did you drink your frappy and you were like, Did you make a dance for the frappuccino? You're like frappy, no bappy. Yay! I hope you have a billion OnlyFans. Those are different than TikTok, right? I don't know how it works. Okay, love, love, love. You look amazing. Yay! Yay! We're at the open mic. Yay! Sierra Hagar's here. Yeah, Hagar, not Hagar. I would want to call you like Sammy Hagar because I, I'm actually, some people are uh, Van Halen fans and some people are Van Hagar fans and I am a Van Hagar fan. Yes, OU812 was, I think, one of the best Van Hagar albums that ever came out. I don't know if you agree with me or not. There's one song that's very in particular made a big difference to my life. I was in junior high and I called it the tampon song and you might remember it, it goes a little something like this. Some kind of alien comes from the opening. You simply pull the string. Love comes walking in. No one else called it the tampon song, just me? That was, was it a, was it a Mondegrin? Did I say it wrong? No, I think I did the, I think I quoted it correctly. Cool. Van Hagar. Van Halen? Van Hagar. Really? All right. Was it the was it the was it the sexual prowess of of David Lee Roth that got you? Was it his big splits? It was his big wow. All right, he's the there you go tight pants, like the tight pants. I like yoga pants. <laughs> Who doesn't? I think this is a, this is a new take. I completely understand bisexuality for the first time ever because I read this weird paper that was about women can totally be bisexual because they have the ability to birth children and then suckle them at their breasts and whether they're boys or girls, they love them equally. Therefore, women can have a greater propensity toward bisexuality because they are biologically created with the ability to love both sexes. Nope. Science? You're like, no, it's just fun to have threesomes. <laughs> that's, that's actually, there's no science behind it at all. It's just MDMA and threesomes. That's, <laughs> I've never wanted to suck 
Well, here's the thing. Having sex on top of a baby is not pedophilia, right? Because, like, if a baby is, like, 18 months old, like, let's even say six months old, right? It, it can still only see, like, 15 inches in front of its face anyway, right? So having sex on top. And I'm having a good time. I'm making eye contact with the baby. I'm getting banged from behind, right? And the, I'm having a good time, so the baby's having a good time, and we're looking at each other. And just because the baby's first words are, uh, uh, that doesn't make me a bad nanny. <laughs> Makes me a bad nanny. <laughs> I'm a good nanny. I'm a good. I don't get to nanny anymore because of COVID. I haven't been able to hang out with any small children. I haven't touched any baby dicks for money in months. Right? I used to do that baby circumcision, his choice, his decision. What did you do with your child's foreskin? You left it. God bless you. You didn't give it up. Now, like, I get it because I'm a Jew or whatever. Like, I get it. We've got a covenant with Yahweh, and we chop off the tips of the baby's dicks, and we give them up, and God does whatever. He, he like, puts them in a skin box, or he puts them on his fingers like olives and eats them off, yum, 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 you know, or he puts them on, like, a calamari salad. Like, he could do whatever he wants with the foreskins. That's our covenant with Yahweh. But why are all of these American women just chopping off the tip? No no consent, just bleh. And they say, well, it's for cleanliness. That's crazy. I've hung out with 18-month-old boys. You know what I'm talking about. If they're in six inches of water, they will play with their own dicks. They will make them so clean. It's fine. No one really needs to even get involved in the whole situation. Cool, that was a strange tangent. All right, uh, we're going to get this crazy open mic started, your first comedian of the night. Remember, um, we're outside, so we're going to keep it clean because we have neighbors with children. So uh, no F swears. And, um, you know, yeah, that's it. Just no F swears. Just remember that there's, like, kids that live here. And it's funny because the, the sound goes right into their house or whatever, and so they have to hear, yeah, yeah, good luck. It's going to be fun. Uh, baby circumcision is okay. His choice is this. This is a political issue. This is a political issue. Just like the first abortion I had in 1995, you know? RBG gone, that new lady coming in. Ooh. I had a really painful period the other day. I thought I aborted the ghost of Scalia. <laughs> nay. Nay, the ghost of his intern is going to be our new. She really was. She really did. This new lady, she interned for Scalia. So, painful period. Ouch. Why? Oh, is it because the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus? Ow, ow, big benches, voluminous robes. So many of you inside my body making choices for me because I can't do it. So uh, I had my first abortion in 1995, 25 years ago. Only one regret about that first abortion is that I didn't have the kid because right now I could be having sex with all of his friends, <laughs> all of his 25-year-old friends. Big regrets. All right, your first comedian. Oh, she's on the phone. So do you want to go up now or do you want to wait? You want to have Peter go up first? Okay. Your first comedian of the night. Hey, he's a new guy here. Do you have your own mic condom or shall I get you one? I'll get you a mic condom. All right, put your hands together, everybody. It's Peter. Yay. I'll get you. All right. Here, take a glove and stick it on top of it like a little thing. Fortunately, as a gay man, I'm very experienced to uh, putting on a condom, so there we go, there we go. Can you tell by my Warby Parkers that I have no idea what I am doing at the gym? Like, 
And I go a lot, contrary to what I look like, because I am gay, and that is where we have our town hall meetings. <laughs> I, I'm so bad at the gym. I am the guy at the gym who gets the lecture from the trainer that I don't even pay money for. Like, have any of you been in that situation where afterwards some condescending prick comes up to you and is like, Hi, I'm Derek. Nice to meet you. Want to talk about how that last set went? <laughs> I am gay. I've known that I'm gay for a while. Like, ever since I was little, I was like a little too good at the Boy Scouts. I was a little too eager to earn all those merit badges with nothing but other men. And in sex ed, I was like a little too good at the penis questions. Because I was studying. I was like, teacher, we need more diagrams. Um, I, I get hit on a lot by older men. Not like your nice George Clooney Silver Fox type, no. Instead, imagine if Fisherman's Wharf were a person. Just smells like seawater and in and out and shame. There's a prison you'd rather be at. Like some fairy of a geriatric who's going to ask me out for mint juleps or to chaperone a band trip. Like, no, dude, I don't want to go take a lavender bath with you and listen to Careless Whisper. That doesn't sound like fun to me. Um, I am gay. I just moved back to San Francisco. I, I have been gone for about two years now. And um, I decided now was a really neat time to return to San Francisco because it's the only time you can go out and not listen to people talk about their early stage startups. <laughs> and when you look like me, a lot of people assume I want to hear more about your early stage startup. But uh, no, I spent the last two years living in New Hampshire. And uh, let me tell you, moving from San Francisco to New Hampshire was an adjustment. Like I got there and everyone told me to Watch out for the bears. Yeah, I am a gay man from San Francisco, okay? You tell me to watch out for the bears. I have a very different interpretation of what that means. Here they are worried about the den of black bears. Here I am looking for the six foot three muscle queen who moisturizes more than he deadlifts. They're like, he might go digging through your trash. I'm like, cool, he can have my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and don't even get me started on how confused I was when it was winter and everyone started talking about how many inches we got last night. <laughs> There's children over there. I won't finish that bit, but uh, you get the idea. So yeah, I just moved back here. I'm moving into a new place. I have had to make a lot of trips to Home Depot. And let me tell you, sending a gay man into a Home Depot is a hate crime. <laughs> Do I seem like I know what I'm doing at a Home Depot? I look like I should have invented the app to get rid of Home Depot. <laughs> like, I'm posing on the bags of manure all seductively, like, <laughs> 
I'm posing with the power drill like I'm in Charlie's Angels. It's just like, it's not the spot for me. Let's just put it that way. And that's where I'm going to end tonight. Thank you, everyone. This has been fun. Yay! Peter, everyone! Hooray, Peter! That was lovely. I really enjoyed that. I also like bears. Um, but, like, I just I have a lumberjack fetish. And people have often wondered, like, why do you have such a lumberjack fetish? And it's because I was raised super Christian. And when I was little, I wanted to have a four-foot invisible cat as a best friend, like an invisible friend. And my parents said, no, no, no. But what you can do is have a 33-year-old bearded man sit on your bed every night while you talk to him about boys. <laughs> because that makes so much more sense. So now I have a lumberjack fetish. Duh, because it's Jesus. Also... Well, I won't even get into the how I like to watch men cry. I do. I have a lacrimation fetish. I like to watch men cry. But that's why I don't like porn, because I don't like watching women cry. You know, just men. <laughs> so it's, it's a little different. Your next comedian. Uh, are you ready, Alessandra? Yeah. Your next comedian. She is Italian. And she is very funny. You're going to love her very much. Put your hands together, everybody, for Alessandra. Um, if you want a condom oh. there. Oh, oh there is more condoms. On the thingy. The hand job. I have no idea what I'm gonna do. I just came out from another open mic and uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to be clean because it's okay to talk about having SCX with 18 months old babies. <laughs> but let's be clean. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm Italian. I um, come from this very little country, right? Uh, we brought you lots of great things, right? Like uh, some pizza, some pasta, like really good clothing, like things, um, like good movies too. We brought you also fascismus, by the way, <laughs> with the guy Mussolini. I don't know if you ever remember that guy, but uh, you know, some people say he did some good things. I'm like, yeah, sure, like joining the Nazi. But anyway, that guy, before him, we had the Romans, a whole shit show of fascists. So we know something about that. If you guys thought you live in a fascist country, if you ever, ever think about it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you, you know, you, you, you're getting in there. You've been living in this, um, you know, fascism that has been smeared with this fake democracy which is like the enslavement to corporate world that's it <laughs> pretty much so <laughs> you know what i mean um and since we're staying in politics or kind of like nearby um anybody's happy with the new judge from the court whatever the the karen the karen lady Anybody's happy with Karen? What's her name? <laughs> I have confusion of names. I don't even remember my names. I have too many. But no, names, I don't ask me. But yes, the one that, that lady that is submissive, sub, sub, subservient to men. She believes in the subservient. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, uh, but that's how our, our entire society has been built for hundreds of years. What men want when we meet the men that makes the law also for the women and the men does everything. Everything is structured around the men. 
It's like even women in politics, they're like a bunch of like men in drugs or women in drugs or men in drugs. Yeah, men in drugs. That's it, angry bitches that try to fight with the cock because that's uh, what it, what it's all about is having to overrun this like, just like you know, even feminism was a joke. It was like this thing that was a bunch of angry women that wanted to take your power back and I'm like, you don't take your power back because it was always yours to begin with. It, we always had power. Just let the guy not take over and you know do their things and we do our thing and we'll join together in love and light. And that wasn't even a joke, but it's okay. I wanted to say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know. Um, and then uh, I want to do an apocalyptic joke <laughs> because we're all in this apocalypse mood right now. Like, what else is 2020 gonna bring? You know. But we're all so stuck in our phone that we know we're even gonna. We're not even gonna notice it. It's like a big boom. It's like. <laughs> And we're like stuck in there, like, oh, well, maybe I can catch it on camera. <laughs> <laughs> and post it in some post-apocalyptic hashtag Instagram that don't exist anymore. <laughs> maybe some old post-it stuck in a post that don't exist anymore, you know? You know, anybody has those dumb friends that would rather have an apocalyptic time instead of like saving them? No, let's, let's fucking all like, Let's go and be like Mad Max. I'm like, you fucking dumbass. You really would rather have that. You know, where are you going to find your wheat? Where are you going to get your porn and your internet? Because you don't even have backup, you know, that you can, well, if, where are you going to get nothing? I'm like, where are you going to get food? Are we going to like have to sell body parts? Because that's the only things that's going to be left, our body parts, you know. So we're going to sell it at the black market and for more body parts. Hey! Joe, what do you got today? Can I got that piece of ass for a head here? Like, here, actually, let me get the head here. <laughs> the head, <laughs> right? No, are you gonna charge me an arm and a leg like that? We can, no, fuck you, man. Like, so, so, sorry. That's, no, that was actually my time, you know? I would say I swear, I did. I'm like, well, that's what you like? To my dumb friend that would like to have the apocalypse time instead of a world of plenty and healing and, and beauty and joy and happiness <laughs> <laughs> and plenty for everybody. No, apocalypse, where everybody's killing each other. Yeah, sure. I'm like, uh, and what are you going to do? We're going to have, we're going to have apocalyptic <laughs> porn. We're going to have cannibal porn. I'm like, okay, you go have your cannibal porn. Okay, my dear. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. This is my time, Alessandra. The bold ass bitch comedy. Hashtag bold ass bitch comedy. <laughs> Alessandra, everybody. Yay. And our mail carrier. I know Pat and Ethan and, and, and Jell. Those are my three fa they're, they're the ones that I know. I don't know. What's your name? Josue. Nice to meet you. Thanks for being our postal carrier. That's rad that you're here. I make pot food for Christmas, so make sure you come on by. I do. <laughs> I also try to give it to the to the muni drivers and I'm like this this is a cookie I made with weed that they're like we can't take this this is not safe we're a bus driver <laughs> I'm like I'm glad that you talk in the royal we like I do like me as in we as in the queen we can't take this here all right your next comedian what a funny young gentleman he is do you have a mic condom Sorry. it's okay there's um there's um there's inside there's a hand job you just get the little handy thing and that's how we're working it 
put your hands together, everybody, for your next comedian, Kyle Andrew. Yay! Thank you for bearing with me. It always feels slightly pornographic when you gotta like stretch it out to pull yeah. it over. Um, are there a lot of gay people in New Hampshire? No, no. Really? Oh, I'm sure there's a few more now. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, I, uh, because of the whole quarantine, I've been spending a lot more time on social media. Too much, too much time on social media. I can, like, you know when you feel like your brain's getting poisoned? You know, you're just, it's just too much. Um, I have, uh, really been frustrated with how no matter, it seems like no matter, I, I'm, I'm an, I'm really narcissistic. So all I care about is attention. And so I want to go viral. Right. And it seems like nothing I do does anything. And so eventually if you're like me, you get to a point where like, what, like, what do I got to do? Like, do I need to like make a video of me threatening to kill Nancy Pelosi or something? Um, so I made a video uh, of me threatening to kill Nancy Pelosi. It's like a statement. And I, I just, I put it on Instagram and, uh, it's still there. Like (laughs) nothing's happened. Nothing has happened. Uh, and you know what, as dangerous as it sounds, what, if, if this is a video, like, let's just see how far we can take this. Nothing, (laughs) nothing happened. I tweeted her today. I was like, Hey Nancy, uh, Hey girl, uh, <laughs> did you see the video? Like, I, you got to solve these these political biases that these social media companies have. I don't even. It's just it's just it just exists up there, and it's not even like uh, I wasn't even doing it because I think I'm somebody. It's like I thought these 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 systems were so well uh, monitored with their algorithms that it would automatically just pick up what I was doing. And so, uh, I I don't know how how to escalate this any further. But there, <laughs> I uh, li- <laughs> like I think I I have to commit now. If I don't, you know, the next st- there's there's only one next step. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of things happening right now that I could ruin. My girlfriend and I are in the process of moving right now. I feel like I feel like it's particularly dangerous because I'm obligated to so many people. I have a, I have I have a girlfriend. I have you know siblings. I have parents, and for me to just be the guy who like gets taken away by the FBI, it, it was really hard to do because I was like, what if my girlfriend loses her job? You know, like this is very selfish of me, but I want to be famous. So that's you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I was like, I, I don't think that's my name. Sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't care. I don't care at all. I look like a lot of Kyles. You, <laughs> you probably got my name in like five guesses. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I feel like there's worse names to have, though. Um, do you guys remember that show, To Catch a Predator, on Dateline, NBC, where they yeah. did caught predators? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I have a, you remember the host's name is Chris Hansen, right? Uh, if you remember that. I have a friend with the same name. I have a friend named Chris Hansen, and he's not a fan of the references because uh, he's never seen the show because he heard it was about pedophiles, and he was like, well, that's not my thing. I was like, oh, what a bold stance, <laughs> dick. Uh, so, I mean, I just had to double-check with him. I was like, hey, man, you do realize that Chris Hansen isn't 
the pedophile, right? <laughs> like, it's not just 14 seasons of the same pedophile. Like, <laughs> I don't think that show would work. Not even because of, like, subject matter, but because that would just be hard to write because the standards for television are just so high now. You would need, like, a, a redemption for your pedophile protagonist, and I don't know how they would pull that off. I figured it would just be 14 seasons of this kid guy being a pedophile in the last episode, but you know what? I'm going to stop fucking kids. And as a viewer, oh, shoot, that's right. I'm so, This bit is just, like... This bit is just like muscle memory. I, I I'm not even. I'm I'm checked out right now. I, <laughs> um, I uh. So yeah, I live with my girlfriend, and uh, whenever her and I like drive home separately from like a date, if we like took separate cars, we obviously her and I take the same route back, so we end up at a lot of the same stoplights next to each other. And she has the same sense of humor as me. So I make sure every time she pulls up next to me, I'm just looking at her, like, furiously jacking it. And she loves it. It's, it's really funny. It's really funny. And, uh, and so the other night, uh, I see her headlights in my side view mirror. It's the Prius. And I pull, so I start, I start jacking it. And she pulls up. And I look at her. And, I'm tol- and it's a totally different person. <laughs> and so I'm like, do I just keep going? And then the light turned green. And I drove away. <laughs> oh, man. How much? One minute. There was one other thing I wanted to talk about. I'm totally drawing a blank here. Um, I'm going to call it there because I lost my train of thought. And because I got I snuck under the F-bomb radar. I don't know if I can last another minute. All right. Thank you very much. Kyle Morrissey, everyone. Yeah. I'm the jerk that pretended his name was something else. There's another comedian named Kyle Andrew who's actually a fabulous drag queen. I think, though, that, Kyle, you would be a beautiful, you would actually, you have the body to be a gorgeous drag queen. Look at him. I know exactly. He's got those tiny hips. No, absolutely. Your cute butt. Give it, show us your cute butt. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. You would make a beautiful drag queen. Yeah, you just have to shave a little bit, and then you could, but the bone structure, everything's working for you. I'm impressed. Hi. Oh, they're clapping as they walk by, That's or drive by. That's cute. Yay. Hi. Yeah, we're on the corner of uh, 21st and Florida doing outdoor comedy. You're signing up, right? Yes. What's your name? Steve. Zeke. I remember you came last week, and I and you came too late, but this time you came, and you brought a person, which is amazing. Hi. Thank you for socially distancing. Everyone's being super safe. I'm super excited about it. Your next comedian, he was just at another open mic that happens in Washington Square Park in North Beach. And did you kill it? I'm sure you did. Of course he did. He's a very funny guy. He was just on our last Asiento show that's up on the corner, and he's going to make you guys laugh right now. Ooh, with his own microphone. Very, very nice. Put your hands together, everybody, for the very safe. Matthew Quirk, yay! Thank you, Pam. Of course I killed at that last show. How dare you? So I don't know why I'm so worried about COVID. I'm like 53. I've already had the best years of my life. This is all your problem. This is your problem. Squarely. Yeah, I did sort of want a COVID vacation, but it uh, turns out I'm an essential employee and you guys are all still losers. <laughs> Check it out. 
Uh, so I do a lot of political comedy to keep my mind activated. I had all this shit on the debates. I had like two pages on the debates. And then Trump gets COVID and all that shit gets just tossed out the frickin' window. Frickin', yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Trump tests positive for, for COVID, right? Uh, fake news, anybody? Fake news? Hoax? Nothing? Nothing? Uh, anyway, it's like, hey, Trump, you know, think you're spreading this and of course he takes no responsibility right that's his gig anyway the first signs of him having the COVID were that he couldn't taste his Big Mac he eats a lot of fast food uh, apparently he got it from Hope Hicks the uh, office slut over there at the White House for real she is like had dated several married guys in the administration she's the real deal uh, anyway, so Trump's fucking her, right? I mean, that having sex with her. Damn. Well, that one was worth it. Uh, anyway, I, I feel bad for Mel Melania, right? I mean, for a second there, she was the second most lucky person in the world, right? The first being Trump. And she managed to squeeze out one kid and then never have to have sex with him again, avoiding all STDs. And then he goes, and then she goes and gets COVID from his side chick. I mean, she didn't see that coming, huh? Anyway, how, how, how much does Trump not want to show us his taxes, right? I mean, he'd rather get COVID than show. What is he hiding? What the hell is he hiding? So, um, you know, they have to do contact tracing now because of this. And I wonder if they'll find any uh, Russian collusion with the contact tracing. What do you, th what do you think? Hey. So, uh, anyway, uh, I don't know whether to take this news seriously or literally. Anybody? That was from 2016. Yep. Uh, anyway, I'm calling this episode of Trump's uh, administration the ghost of Herman Cain. Herman Cain strikes back. So, but seriously, is this going to affect the market? That's the real question, right? These are brainy as hell, huh? So, what, what do you guys think? What do you guys think is better? Comorbid in chief, patience zero, or spreader in chief? Patience zero? Cool. I'm going to be doing all three anyway. Just fill my time. Uh, anyway, you think the Republicans regret not having a real convention when they had the chance? I mean, who's going to take his place, right? They got nothing. Uh, I would like to inform everyone, apparently the hydroquasi pills are not working. Apparently that's not, not real medicine for some reason. Um, so when I think of this, this, people are saying it's a hoax, right? This is just bullshit, and I think that's probably right. I mean, how badly does Trump not want to go to school today, right? Pretty obviously. Uh, I, I bet he wish he thought of this months ago, right? He could have been not doing presidential stuff since February. And uh, who wants to, I got $100 that says he's still going to golf through this. Anybody? 100 bucks. Come on. He's still going to be golfing. So there was a lot going on with the debates, as you guys know. Trump made all those statements about stand by, stand, stand up, whatever the hell it was. I almost had another F-bomb there. Uh, anyway, already the Proud Boys have uh, 
come up with T-shirts and stickers about, you know, stand back, stand by. And can we all just agree that they're good at merch? They are way good at merch. Fox News was wondering why, uh, when asked about the Proud Boys, that Trump didn't just take the layup, right? That was a layup question. Why didn't he just hit that one out of the park? And I guess I have to remind them that Trump also sucks at layups and hitting things out of the park. He's, he's, he, he doesn't exercise, everybody. Anyway, I'm thinking of buying some land up in Napa County. I uh, hear they're having a fire sale up there, everybody. That joke is still smoking hot, guys. That joke is under 0% containment, okay? Anyway, I can't wait for next year's vintage. I think it's going to be a little, little ashy with hints of fire retardant. It'll be great. All right, enjoy the rest of the show, everybody. Matthew Quirk, everybody, yes. If you didn't pay attention to the news this week, now you know what happened. If you were if you were in a cave and you couldn't tell what happened this week. Hey, good to see ya. Yeah. That's my crazy question, right? Like, if all the people, we have 8,500 people in San Francisco who are questionably housed by a census and like none of them have COVID. Is it, is it, is it heroin and cigarettes that keeps you safe? Because if it is, I need to start doing heroin. You know what I'm saying? I'm only smoking cigarettes and weed. I smoke a lot of weed. I smoke so much weed that sometimes I forget how my own shower works. Does that happen to you? It's like Airbnb being in your own home. Ah, it's hot. It's cold. How do I make this work? I'm paying a lot of money for this place. Why is there cat litter on the floor? Ah! That's just, that's just my house. There's a lot of cat litter. I really try with the cats, you know what I mean? All right. We got another cat up for you right now. He's one, he's a new comedian. Do you need a, do you need a condom? Uh, inside, <laughs> yeah. So the, the condoms are little purple gloves inside. You're just gonna stick it on top for safety. Put your hand, I mean, yeah, no, he's gonna be, he's a young man. He doesn't know how to use condoms yet. Put your hands together, everybody, for Zeke. Yay! I'm gonna keep my mask on because I don't know where any of you people have been. Uh, I don't. I don't have any jokes in this. This is just the first draft of my manifesto. I never leave home without it. Um, yeah. So not only did I have a bunch of material about the debates that is now completely obsolete, but he actually took my note material about the debates that is now obsolete joke. So now I'm just like double left without anything to start off with. Um, so here we go. You can. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm I'm originally from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, when I tell people that for the first time, uh, well, first I'm 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 sorry. I'm sorry from being from somewhere else and then being here now. That's not like an anti like immigration thing. I think if you're from like from anywhere, any other place in the world, and you end up here, that's great. That's wonderful. I'm sorry that I came from like the shittiest part of America and brought all of that energy to San Francisco. I feel like. Can you hear me now? Okay. Okay. 
I, I'm sorry if I'm coming from the shittiest part of America and bringing all that energy here. Whenever I tell people that I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, they just assume a lot of the things that would probably be offensive if I wasn't a white guy. Like, they assume that I, like, rode to school on a tractor and dropped out in the fifth grade and that I might be, I must be, like, a genius or something for having gotten out, uh, gotten out of the South. Um, but uh, the fact of the matter is that I'm, I'm pretty dumb, and the evidence of that is that someone asked me once if Birmingham, Alabama was still like a racist place. And I told them that it wasn't. Uh, it, it took me a couple years to realize like the reality of where I came from and, and like how some of the history that uh, most people are familiar with, like things haven't really changed. Um, my high school mascot was a Confederate general until like five years ago. <laughs> Just like full on, full on like Colonel Sandler, Sanders outfit, red, white, and blue. The whole thing, like on the cover of the yearbook, he's got like the walking stick and the little like ribbon bow tie thing. And uh, and then the actual mascot at the football game, he was, at, he was just wearing like a full on same head of the cartoon version, but just like a, a big felt head and then like a Navy Confederate cavalry uniform, like full brass, full bird colonel, the whole nine yards. So our claim to fame with this is that about five years ago, after the shooting in South Carolina, um, there started to be the first kind of like serious conversation about like revisiting like the Washington Redskins and like other mascots like that, like offensive stereotypes, retrograde stuff from a bygone era. And uh, John Oliver actually did a story about my high school where uh, they showed footage of like f from a football game of the guy dancing around in the blue uniform and everything. And there were just people that I went to high school with that were on national television cheering for the racist mascot. Um, you can tell that I'm new to this because I've forgotten my punchline. Uh, <laughs> and I also made the rookie mistake of uh, bringing my fiance with me so she gets to watch me just completely fucking eat it in front of all of you. <laughs> just absolute, like, like, like she, I get to go home and then continue to live with her for the foreseeable future and she's just watched me absolutely eat my own ass uh, in front of all of you guys um, but I love I love San Francisco like I said I'm from the south I'm from a place where uh, the terrible weather that we're experiencing right now has just been like a way of life for as long as I can remember um, I, I love San Francisco it's like a light jacket kind of town which is great because I have like a light jacket kind of body uh, <laughs> Like I'm not, I'm not in terrible shape, but like this is doing me a lot of favors. It's just like, it's like it's vaguing up a lot of the stuff that's going, like with this, like I could be like a body double for like, you know, I don't know, not, not like, not like Ryan Gosling or anything, but like from behind with like the right haircut, I could like body double for like Alec Baldwin now, maybe. <laughs> but, uh. Without this, it's just like, it just, it doesn't like make sense. Like I'm like one of those like out of shape, in shape people where it's like the right shirt just kind of like obscures it enough. Like, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I just ate my own ass. Uh, thank you for the time. Uh, my manifesto and I are gonna go over there now. Yay! Keep it going for Zeke, yes. Yes, he has look-like jokes.
I can, um, we can, you can move these chairs anywhere you want. You're chilling. You're cool. Yeah. Some people say that I look like Katherine Keener if she had a serious problem with cocaine. <laughs> and to that, I say, I don't look that much like Katherine Keener. <laughs> and I can't have a serious problem with cocaine because it's expensive. And I'm not Katherine Keener. <laughs> you know, like I just can't afford that stuff. All right. Sierra, you ready? All right. I am so excited for your next comedian. She she walked into my life like many years ago, and then she walked out of it. But she just walked right back in, and it's beautiful, and I'm so excited. She's super funny. You guys are going to love her. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sierra Hagar. <laughs> I was in uh, Cleveland, um, and I saw this store, and the store had a sign, and the sign said two words. It said, pet people. Uh. I was like, you should not do that. And then I realized what you all have already realized is that it's not a verb, of course. It's a noun. I was like, oh yeah, pet people, of course. Like. That is definitely not legal, though. You shouldn't <laughs> sell those at all. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I'm getting divorced. <laughs> Let's pick up the energy with some divorce talk, people. Yes, yes, it's Friday. Yes, I'm getting divorced. Yes, my life as I know it is over. Yes. Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hi, guy in a window. Hi. Uh, yeah, I've been married for seven years, um, and I'm single again now after that, and it's very weird. Uh, I'm really different than I was the last time I was single, and so, so like, so there were some changes. Um, the most noticeable one is that now, like, you know, when you're in a relationship, you fantasize about, like, the people you'd be with if only you weren't in the relationship. Uh, but now what happens is, like, if I see an attractive guy, like, like, Mauricio, Mauricio, just stand there and be attractive for a second, okay? So you guys can, you guys can watch this actually happen in real time. So we all see Mauricio. He has really good hair. He has, like, a cute little outfit. He's got, like, low-key vibes. He's Buddhist. So hot. And just like, and I don't know if you can see this happening to me, but like as I look at Mauricio, my whole body is filling with boiling, vengeful rage. What's that? What is that? What is that? I don't know. I don't know. And God forbid someone should like try and talk to me. Oh my God. Even if I have like really good intentions and I just like wanna be like cute and flirty, Whatever comes, it's just bile coming out of my mouth. I just try to fill them with shame. Like, it's so toxic. I don't know. I don't know. Am I okay? I'm, like, shaking. I hate men so much. Oh, my God. Um, no, but I think I want what every woman really wants, ultimately, which is to, like, be in, like, a loving, committed, long-term relationship with a woman. Yes. Yeah. Uh... I've always been attracted to women. I've never done sex with a woman before, though. Um, and I don't think it's going to happen for me. Like, I'm 30, and I'm just like, I'm not going to learn to do sex again. That's just, that's too much for me right now. That, which isn't to say 30 is too old to learn to do sex. 
30-year-old and older straight guys, keep learning to do sex. <laughs> Just keep working at it. You can do it. Read a book. There are lots of books. Um, no, I think for me, it comes down to the fact that, like, I'm actually, like, don't take this the wrong way, but, like, I'm not that into sex. Like, like sex is sort of, like, it's on the same level as, like, food. Like, I like it a lot. I need it every day. I'm great at preparing it for myself. <laughs> if I have company, I can scrape something together. Um, but I'm not, like, one of these people who, like, takes pictures of their food. You know what I'm saying? Gross. <laughs> I'm not going to culinary school. I know what I know, and it's fine, and it's enough to last me till I'm dead. <laughs> and so I came up with like a word for, for my sexuality. And I think really the sexuality of all like straight women, which is uh, like lesbian. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is what you, you're like, I'm going to go out into the world back in San Francisco. And you just have to watch this trash. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I got this really, marketing emails in the time of COVID are so stressful. Oh my God. I got this. I almost touched that, but don't touch that. Um, I got this email uh, from, what is it? From Dollar Shave Club the other night. And it was literally like, this is the title of the email. It said, Sierra, we miss you. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Dollar Shave Club. Fucking, ah, sorry, sorry, Pam. Listen to me, Dollar Shave Club. You need to get a grip, okay? <laughs> you need to get a grip. I feel like like this like poor marketing person was just like up one night freaking out about their like job security like had a couple of uh, like Aperol spritzers or something and then just sent this off. You are better than that Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> uh, I will finish with this. The reason that Dollar Shave Club hasn't heard from me is that they sell six blade razors. Okay, and if you can, maybe you can tell I'm not using a lot of six blade razors these days. Pretty much my shaving ends in my face. That's what I do. And it's a girl mustache. I don't need six razors. Calm down. I need one strong blade. And so, Dollar Shave Club, please, get at me when you have, it's like, okay, so I'll, I'll describe it to you. It's like a long thing. It's got like a long handle and it's got one little blade and they're marketed as like, like, like women's brow trimmer or something like that. You know what I mean? Like whatever, like women's brow, like, like beauty, facial grooming. Like it's a mustache shaver. That's what it's for. Get at me when you have one of those, and then we'll see if I have some dollars for your shave club. <laughs> Sierra Hager! Yeah! Six blades for the closest shave. Gillette, the best a man can get. We'll never be good enough. Did you guys hear about the new Gillette razor that has 17 blades for the closest shave? 17 blades. And the 13th blade is easily removable, so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. Gillette, the best a man can get. No matter how much you shave, you'll never please them. <laughs> 
Hi, kids! Yay! Ding, ding, ding! Hi! Yay! Hola! Yay! No, it's, it's just distance and people, children, families on bikes. It's a beautiful thing. People listening across the street in their cars, we love it. Uh, this is MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, we're going to finish up the open mic in a little bit and get up to the to the other show. We have more chairs that we can bring in or bring out, and you guys can be socially distanced, and that is awesome. Your next comedian, he's a new guy. I don't know him. I think that his name is Jay. Is that right? Yeah, he just mouthed it to me, and I was like, I have one deaf friend, so I think I can work this out. Put your hands together for your next comedian. Everybody, it's Jay. Yay. So there's um, thingies. Oh, you've got your own. You didn't lip read. You didn't lip read because this was. I take this off. No. I don't know if anyone else has been like super frustrated with the whole like face ID thing during during COVID. A- Apple just needs to get rid of that feature. Between COVID and the wildfires, we're gonna be wearing these these masks forever. And <laughs> I thought the upside might be like because I would have to type in the password every single time now to open my phone. I thought I would check it less. Uh, instead, no, I'm just irritated all day, like, <laughs> uh, Apple, get on with it. It's time to move to forehead ID, the only part that's still visible. Uh, in my case, it'll be a five-head ID, but, you know, get let's let's get to it. Uh, anyway, I'm super thrilled to be here for the first time. It looks like there's uh, a lot of great folks out here. I feel already like I know you, so we can just dive right into really personal material. Uh, and so I feel comfortable sharing. Uh, I am currently single, folks, and... I am, though, looking for uh, someone to break up with me. (laughs) And uh, the reason for that is uh, I have had a number of friends this year uh, have serious relationships end. And when that has happened, they have all went out and got their revenge body. And that, I think, is the motivation I need to get fit. One of the things I've noticed is exactly how fit really depends on how long the relationship was. So playing that out for me, I think I am, you know, we went on two dates and then she ghosted me uh, away from buying my first pair of dumbbells. I am, uh, we dated for eight months, but she lived in Oakland, hashtag long distance relationship away from running my first marathon. And uh, I am, we were married for 10 years, had two kids, and split in an acrimonious divorce away from getting my first six-pack. No, just kidding. By then, I'll have, I'll have dad bod, so we'll, we'll, we'll be good there. Um, let's see what else to tell you. I was out uh, recently. I got takeout from a, restu- uh, from a restaurant with my roommate, and uh, he was like, look, uh, order whatever you want off the menu. Just make sure you don't get uh, the octopus. I said, oh, well, why's that? He said, well, uh, octopus are actually very intelligent creatures. Very intelligent. And, like, I think, I think I believe that, but also all of them, all octopi? You don't think that maybe there's some, like, smart Elizabeth Warren-style octopi, and then maybe there's some, like, bachelor contestant octopi? <laughs> I think only the latter group gets caught, and it's okay to eat those ones. <laughs> Well, what else to tell you? Um, I, sometimes I feel like I'm 60 years old when I'm on the internet. Uh, 
and that's because I find memes very stressful. <laughs> I find it particularly stressful when a friend sends me a meme because there's a lot of pressure to enjoy it, and if it's not that funny, you just I just I have a lot of anxiety about how to respond. <laughs> and it doesn't help that there are millions of memes out there, and so when you get one that feels subpar, you're like, out of all the memes you could send me, you pick one that sucks. Come on now. And and for that reason, I think like I would have enjoyed meme culture more, uh, meme culture more in medieval times. Uh, and that's because back then, uh, not everyone could create their memes. In fact, like probably only royals could create memes because you needed to be able to have like a court jester to act them out with, and you needed to give them like a horse so that it could go you know travel to whomever you were trying to send the meme to. But <laughs> maybe. Maybe picture how that played out. You know, you're, you're, I don't know, Lord Calvert or something, and you send this poor jester riding three days, three nights out to, uh, to the meme recipient. He shows up exhausted, pulls up outside the castle, and says, Your Majesty, I bring a meme from Lord Calvert. Uh, are you ready? Are you ready, Your Majesty? Okay, here it is. Uh, there is a, a dog. A dog. He's sitting uh, at a chair like he was a human. Uh, this dog is wearing a fedora. Uh, now, a fedora, it's, uh, it's a type of crown that hasn't been invented yet. Uh, it will look good on one fictional archaeologist and creepy on everybody else. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Where were we? Okay, the dog, the dog. Uh, the dog is in a room, and the room is on fire. And, and the dog speaks. The dog speaks our common tongue. And the dog says, this is fine. Thank you. Um, and I guess the only, you know, kind of uh, other type of response that is like, surely the king might have a viral video in which he would like to send uh, send back a viral dance move, a TikTok move. And in medieval times, it might have looked a little something like this. He would have said, "Well, please tell uh, tell your lord." <laughs> and the whole court gasps because the gesture goes. <gasps> A renegade? And the king says, yes, your lord is a renegade. My army marches at dawn. Memes would have had serious consequences back then. If you're not responding too well to that, you might be older than 16, which, <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> uh, ask a neighbor, ask a cousin uh, what is on TikTok these days. Uh, anyway, that's all I got. Thanks, folks. Hooray for Jay! All right, so um, we're going to take a little break while we bring out some more chairs for some more audience members, and we're going to come back with a big, big show here at 7 o'clock presented by FDAL. Uh, we've got a killer closer. It's, tell me the name again. It's not Chris Tinkle. It's the name of the closer. He has a really cool name, and he's a big closer. Mauricio, I'm looking at you, bro. Your closer for tonight, the guy doing 20 minutes. No, it's Mauricio? I thought you had... This guy, oh, the other person. Okay, never mind. We're going to come back with a big show in a couple minutes. So stick around. We're going to bring out some more chairs for the peeps, and I'll put on some music. Yay!
All right, let's get it started. Heck yeah. We might as well. Hi, everybody. I put a light out tonight, so look at that. As the darkness descends upon us, we can still be in the light and beauty and wonderment that is comedy. Yes. I know, scary times, right? It's, we gotta laugh, it's such scary times. Were you scared by the sun? I looked at the sun like three times in the past two days. Like I stared directly into the sun because you could, because it was like a scary color. Nobody else likes the smoke. I love smoke. I love to smoke all the time, right? I used to, uh, I smoke everything. I like to smoke pot, I like to smoke cigarettes. And I used to worry about where I blew my smoke, but now your kid is wearing a mask. So I don't care. <laughs> like, it could be any kind of smoke. You don't know. You can't smell it. You can't even smell the smoke in the air. <laughs> I've been preparing for this for years. I've been smoking since 1993. You give it to me, I'll smoke it. I smoked rosemary once. Back in the day, you kids with your, you've got, you could go to a store and buy weed. Ha 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 ha. In 1991, it didn't work like that. We didn't have any weed. One time, we went into my spice cabinet. We smoked some rosemary. Oh, yeah. Tasted like summer camp. Not healthy. Not good for you. Ha ha. I've learned that no one will give you crap for not wearing a mask if you're eating or smoking. So now I'm a bulimic chain smoker, <laughs> which is so much more healthy. Yeah. Thanks, San Francisco. I feel great. I'm smoking. You guys like to smoke pot? You like it? Yeah, you like it. I love it. I smoke so much pot, sometimes I think you're high. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I smoke it. I'm like, they're so high right now. Sometimes I get so high, I forget how my own shower works. Hot, cold, ah! Airbnb in my own home. Shouldn't do back-to-back -back jokes in the same show. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad quality. Let's see. I realized today, because I was, uh, I was actually, it was, it was like four in the morning. Anybody else uh, drink a lot of alcohol? Anybody else? Yeah, at four in the morning when you start sweating and you're like, am I going through menopause or am I just having night sweats? What is happening? And I realized that my cats would not lick me because they're afraid of getting contact drunk. <laughs> yes. If my cats lick my weird night sweat, they will not be hydrated. Uh, my beautiful cats, though, uh, they love to masturbate against me. Does anybody else love? I'm not, not with, I mean, with me, but not with me, against me. Like, do you know how soft the cat's paw is? No, what I'm saying is I'm not using it for masturbation. I'm just saying that, like, sometimes the cat, he takes his soft, soft paw, and he puts it on my lower back while I'm masturbating so I can feel loved. Do you know? Do you know that feeling, the soft, soft paw of a cat? Oh, it feels so good. So good. My cat does masturbate next to me. He, uh, he gets up next to my comforter, and he does this, uh, 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 uh. And uh, I flipped him over, you know, and uh, his little kitty crayon came out, and a little bead of wetness came out to the end of his kitty crayon, and it went, 
on my comforter. Do you know what cat cum smells like? Nothing. It doesn't smell like anything. He's fixed. There's nothing in there. I'm just saying there's still some weird liquid. I don't know. But we hang out a lot, me and my cat. COVID times, I love my cats. They have personalities. I was very sad. I left Christianity because one of my, I went to Christian school when I was really, really young. And one of my teachers told me that cats have no soul and they're not going to heaven. And I'm like, I don't believe in God anymore. That's it. I drank the Jesus juice forever. Like he sits next to me on my bed and holds my hand while we talk about boys. He's why I have a lumberjack fetish. But no, my cat's not going to heaven. Everything you taught me is wrong. Every cat I've ever had, all dogs go to heaven. It's a dumb movie wasn't even made by Disney. Where's the all cats go to heaven? Oh no, cats are evil. Cats are part of witchcraft. Why is witchcraft so bad, yo? Like, what's, what's your pronoun? What do you identify with? What's your pronoun? Human being, great, yes, yes. You identify as a human being. Some people identify as mer people. Like, the I identify as a cat? What's wrong with that? That's not true. I identify as a witch. My pronouns are us and we. (laughs) We are, I am with all of my cats all the time. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat, and I want to shave him, and I want to knit a sweater out of his fur, and I want to make him wear it. Because I am crazy. How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats! Cats! <laughs> cats, cats, cats! <laughs> I want all the cats! I want all of them. <gasps> I want to touch them and love them and hug them forever. I want to touch their claws and paws. I want to make songs about them. Don't you want to? You don't want to make songs about cats. Okay. It's okay. You don't have to love cats as much as I do. I know that my cat loves me because I was getting finger banged by this guy. And my cat didn't just sniff his fingers, he licked them. (laughs) Which means my cat loves me. Or women really do taste like tuna. Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. That's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purpled with age. I am old. (laughs) I turn 46 next week. Yay! I know, you're so impressed. Wait, let me show you my trick. This is the trick that says I'm not old yet. Okay, let's see if I can do it with even the microphone. Ooh, 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 ooh. We can balance, look. Ooh, look at that. Oop, up, ah. Wasn't as pretty as I wanted it to be. I practice it at home, but I don't want to kick my cats in the face. So it's a very, like, precarious situation. Do you want me to do it again? I can try. Look, if I lean, look, I can use, I can use the architecture to make it much easier. See, that's easy because I'm using the architecture. Yeah, I know. That's like what? I know. 46. Yeah. I know. I'm just showing off. I'm sorry. I was a ballerina for 23 years. It's not funny. <laughs> it just was. I have something called diligence and vigilance. And um, I used to, that's the thing that makes me so crazy about comedians. Because they are. They're like little ballerinas. Like they work so, but they don't work so hard. They work for like 10 minutes at a time. But for like ballet, I had to work four hours at a time every day for six days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, I'm just angry at lazy people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just 
<clears throat> I get to be a bitch. I was a ballerina. Okay. <laughs> That's none of that is funny. Sorry. Let's get uh, to the show. <laughs> uh, let me. I don't even. It's Mauricio. You're up first, right? You should get a seat. People should get seats. Look, there's chairs. You can move the chairs to a place you feel safe at. You can go over there with it. Whatever you want. It's good. Uh, hey, Mar uh, Mauricio put this lineup together, and I'm very excited to have him here. He's been running a show, an amazing show, uh, at the Washington Square Park in North Beach on Fridays at differing times in the afternoon. But you can enjoy him right now. He's so rad, and you're going to have a good time. Everybody put your hands together for Mauricio. Oh, no, who's first? Luke Newman. I'm sorry. The list. I'm, I'm a terrible. I'm the worst host ever. Um what can I say about Luke Newman? He's like my second favorite Luke. <laughs> Put your hands together for Luke Newman. Yay! If you um, want, there's a mic condom. You have to use the gloves and stick it on there. Unless you. I'm all right. I'm the bad host. I'm sorry. You can, if, you, if you feel like it's necessary. I'm, everybody's getting corona tonight. Uh, Fuck y'all, go home. Hey, no F-words. Oh, sorry. I, do, I, you said I had two, right? Okay, no one. All right. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Okay, no swearing. All right, anybody seen, uh, you guys watched the latest episode of Dora the Explorer? I don't know. I don't have anything to say about that. I'm just trying to figure out what I can talk about here. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, one F-bomb down. Uh, it's smoky outside. Smoky. Um, but, you know, at least I'm saving money on cigarettes. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me t let me get, let me tell all of you guys something right now. I don't know. <laughs> I do not know anything. Okay. For to start off with that, I don't know what's going on. I will say though that I am a white person. I'm a straight white male, and I apologize. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Thank you, sir. Truly, deeply apologetic. I got that white guilt going on. It's hard. It's hard being white in America because we got that white guilt. You, you minorities, you know, you, you know how hard you, you know how good you got it. Okay. White people, man, we gotta walk around like a poodle that just defecated on a sofa or something. You know, black people, they they walk, they got that swag. You ever seen them walking? They be like, eh, eh, what's going on? That's a clean conscience. <laughs> That's what that is. That's the swagger of a man with a clean conscience. 
white people, we don't have that luxury. We got to walk around scared. And I'm from uh, East Oakland. There's a lot, not a lot of white people out there. So I learned at an early age, you know. I didn't even know. I just thought, I thought white people had it bad, you know. I didn't know what was going on in the world. I was like, oh, man, white, white people got it rough, you know. Because everybody would come up and be like, oh, where you from, white boy? You know. I'd be like, man, I'm from my house. <laughs> you know. I used to get robbed a lot being white in a predominantly African-American neighborhood. I used to get fucked with a lot. That's my second F-bomb, and I apologize. <laughs> I knew I... Thank you for giving me two of those. All right. That's the second one. I'm in the pocket. I'm in the pocket like a 37 cents. Um, uh, no, but I didn't feel that bad about getting robbed, you know, because uh, I felt like I was doing my part for reparations, you know. You know, I don't have 40 acres and a mule, but I got a some fake Jordans, an iPod Mini. You know, that's it's all yours. You know what I'm saying? I'm a revolutionary. What I'm trying to get at, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 a white dude from East Oakland, so I speak a certain way. I look if you're from if you're from China, you speak Chinese. Don't matter what color you are, you speak Chinese. I'm 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 a white guy from East Oakland, so I speak in a certain way because that's the environment, that's the culture I came from, that's how people spoke where I come from. You know, so I say things like you know, it is what it is. You know, I say things like, you feel me? I say things like, hey, give me my bike back. You know, I say these kind of things. I speak the language. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. White guilt. Man, let me tell you, it's real. Man, let me, man, let me tell you. Um, all right. Yeah, wouldn't that be some, wouldn't that be crazy if, if, uh, white guilt was, like, something you could really be tried in court for? <laughs> you could really be just guilty of being white? You know, sir, you have, we have found you guilty of being white. That'd be crazy. You wouldn't get any jail time, though. you just get, like, alone. <laughs> some sunscreen, you know. <laughs> You'd be alright. I don't know. Um, what else in what in like twenty seconds? What else? I don't know. Um, I can't think of any any uh, twenty second jokes, so I'll just. Uh, Thank you guys all for listening to me um, BS up here <laughs> and um, and just and God bless you all and 
stay healthy and safe. And thank you very much. Luke Newman, keeping it healthy and safe. Wow, that's good stuff. Yeah. So we have like people standing and we have chairs. So you can take the chairs and move them to a place where you feel safe if you want to sit down. That's a thing you can do. I'm just giving everyone's into consent these days. I'm like, yeah, I consent for you to take a chair. You're going to be fine, everybody. Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. <laughs> they're triggered by everything. Am I right? Triggered by so much. Hey, um, you might be triggered by the person I'm going to bring up. He, uh, he's going to walk around. He has beautiful things for sale. I have one of his shirts. The one he's wearing right now is Holocaust Acknowledger. He made one of those for me, and I love it because I'm a Jew, and I wear it sometimes. It's, he gave me a belly shirt, though, so I'm not like into belly shirts. Aunt, get up. Show them your beautiful pins. This is Ant. He makes beautiful pins. Take out your things. No, no, you don't get the microphone. You just get to show them. You get to sell your wares. Scoots, scoots your wares. He really, I have a ton of them on all of my backpacks. I love the one that says back off and it looks like COVID. It's super cute. It's this one. It's the pandemic pin. They're $5. He is just a small business artist. Yes, do it in front of the thing so they can take a picture and put it on an Instagram so that it can be, look at that. He makes these himself. They're all puffy painted. Like if you love the 80s, you love Ant. You should get one of these. Seriously, I'm just touting his wares. He's also a beautiful artist, does wonderful things. But he makes all of these handmade. They're only $5. Okay, here's the other thing he makes. He makes these cat things, and they're filled with catnip. I have like 50 of them. No, I only have, I'm hyperbolic on that. I have like 19 of them at my house. My cat's fucking, uh, see, I did my first F swear. My cats love these. Look at this. I'll give you a, I'll give you a pot treat for that. Look at that. Edible. He, they're, they're edible. Yeah, absolutely. But they're, they're so great. And they're filled with catnip and my cats love them. So from a cat lover to a thing, if any of you have cats and you don't buy one of his catnip things, you don't love your cats. Okay. Go sell your stuff, sweetheart. Go sell it. Look, we did it. It's Ant. He's amazing. I love you. You're so great. You're so talented. He's a small business owner, and he really makes a beautiful product, and they're super cute, and you can put them on your backpack, and yay. Uh, next was supposed to be Frankie Lee, but he's not here. So your next comedian, what a joy and wonderment he is. He has long, beautiful hair, and sometimes I have dreams about wanting to braid it. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ernest Evangelista. Yay! Do you have your own mic on them? Um, you can use a thingy. If you're going to keep your mask on, you're fine, but otherwise use a, a thingy. You're fine. You're going to use one. Okay, hey, guys. How you guys doing? Hello? Hello? I, what? What? Okay. Hey guys, how you guys doing? My name's Ernest Evangelista. Nice to meet you. Um, what do I want to talk about? I know what you guys are thinking, and yes, it's true. I was one of the kids that Michael Jackson touched in the early 2000s. Hey, don't don't laugh. I'm telling you guys something serious, man. First of all, have you guys? Ever got to ride a roller coaster and pet a monkey and have sex with a long-haired white lady at the same time? No? 
Shut up, shut up, y'all. Hey guys, how you guys doing again? I'm sorry. Um, so, uh, I took a COVID test recently, and I test positive for cocaine. <laughs> the reason why I like wearing this mask is because you can't tell much how much coke rocks are in my nose. It's very true. Okay. Okay. This is nice. Uh, hey guys, how you guys doing? Okay, this is great. Um, so, how do you guys feel about schools? Are you guys for opening up the schools? No? I'm for it. I think the kids are going to be okay. It's mainly the teachers that are going to catch COVID. <coughs> and I'm for that. Fuck my fuck you, Miss Gunter, you stupid bitch. Okay, that's right. Um I forgot about that. Okay, maybe I shouldn't do that joke. <laughs> I'll be more PG, I'm sorry. I was like, yeah, thinking about what PG, it would be have to be like stuff that happened to me in school. What do you guys used to do in school? Did you guys ever sell porn before? Were you ever selling porn on like CDs you downloaded from BearShare in elementary? Were you ever a underage porn dealer? That's cool because I was I used to get beat up for that you ever got jacked for your sash and then your grandma saw that you were getting jacked for your, your stash I was in my backpack and then she just slapped the shit out of this oh, okay that was that bad too okay shit's good okay yeah so that happened. Uh, what else I want to talk about? I should just talk about. Hey guys, what's the worst part of a threesome? Sharing the condom. Okay, that didn't work. I'll try that again. Hey guys, what's the worst part of a threesome? Sharing my girlfriend. Pretty, what are you doing? Okay. You go shit. Okay. That was another shit. Okay. Hey guys, what's the best part of a threesome? Getting pegged by my girlfriend. You guys don't like butt stuff. You guys really don't like butt stuff? You guys really don't like putting things up your booty? Things that vibrate up your butt. You guys ever shut the iPhone 11 up your butt and try to get your friends to FaceTime you? You guys never did that? Because my number is 650-219-1673. Yeah, you can call. Can someone give me a ring? Okay, this doesn't work on Tinder. Okay, where else do I want to go? Okay, 
Yeah, no, guys, honestly, I stopped doing cocaine mainly because of my son. My son stopped selling me cocaine. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, what happened was I got in trouble for doing cocaine outside the bar, right? And then a security guard came up to me and was like, hey, man, stop doing that cocaine. I was like, hey, man, why don't you shut your mouth up? That was clean. <laughs> hey, man, you sound like a real cop right now. Hey, man, prove to me you're not a cop by doing this cocaine. It turns out he was a cop. <laughs> then I got arrested for cocaine possession. You guys ever got arrested for cocaine possession before? And then you have to show up in court, but you're doing cocaine the other night, and you're like, fuck, I need to wake up a little bit. I should probably take this acid. And then you go to court tripping on acid, and you look the judge in the eye while your eyes twitching, and he's like, I was like, please don't hurt me, daddy. And he's like, F you, 30 days. And then you go to jail for 30 days. You guys ever been to jail for 30 days for cocaine possession? I liked it. I learned a lot about myself in jail. In jail, I learned my worth as a man. In jail, I'm about worth two packs of cigarettes, a pair of honey buns. That was my nickname in jail, honey buns. And I was really popular mainly because I got to sneak phones up my booty. One minute. Okay. I thought that was like, if the, okay, dude, you didn't wash your hands, god damn it. <laughs> okay, this is great, um, hmm, what should I leave you guys with? Hey, that's another, dude, can't say that word. Okay. Okay, well, I'm out of fucks to give. Alright, you guys have a good night. Ernest Evangelista, nice to meet ya. He used to open with that. Ernest Evangelista, yay, yay. Hey, thanks for all being here and hanging out and being socially distanced. And um, I gotta remember that I put a light here so that to make the pictures look pretty, if you hang in the light, it looks better. Oh, thanks for hanging out tonight. Next week, come earlier and let me know that you're a comedian too. I didn't know. Because you've like pointed to your boyfriend or person that you're hanging, not your boyfriend, just a person, a man that you were hanging out with and your comedy buddies, and that's awesome. But you threw, you gave him up instead of yourself. You could have told me like, hey, I'm doing, and then I would have, you know? Why did you give the, why you got to forward misogyny, girl? Like we got to be the change we want to see. Like look out for yourself first. Don't be like, oh, my friend, he's a guy comedian. Because I was like, oh, she's pretty. She's You could have said, why does it take a man to have a woman to be like, because you could have been me, but you were like, no, him. But he could have been himself. Wow. I think I just wrote a thesis there in like 30 seconds, and I'm really good about it. All right. Uh, thank you for coming tonight. Hey, there's more chairs up here. And y'all, whatever you feel comfortable with, take your chairs and move them in whatever space you want. You don't have to sit on the ground or stand or whatever. You can you can get a chair and move it to a socially distanced space where you feel like that is comfortable. Ha. Cool. Um, I'm really excited for your, your next comedian because he is a big boss, yo. You're going to laugh your tushy wushies off right now. Clap your hands in a wild, sloppy-like motion for Tawell Wiggums. Yay!
I think. Oh, no, there's a spare corner. Well, I do want to keep the mask on at least for the first jump. Um, how's everybody? It's been a while. I haven't done stand-up in a while since this whole quarantine, so I'm a little rough. But I don't even know which, like, elephant in the room to address first. Do I deal with the fu the? Ooh, almost did it. Do I deal with the smoke, which is kind of clear now? Do I deal with the fact that we can't use cuss words? Or do I deal with the fact that I'm a 250-pound black man in the gentrified mission with a hoodie and a mask on, and I'm not worried about the police now? Wow. <laughs> Just walking in the mission with the outfit I'm wearing right now and my skin color is like six felonies normally before COVID without a, with, with the mask on and shit. Anyway, there's a lot going on. President has COVID. Y'all see that? Is it? I, I know, you know, comedy communities don't tend to be very religious. But is it wrong that when I learned the president had COVID, my first thought was just naturally, God is good. Hey, <laughs> All the time. Hmm. Uh. Started singing hymns. <laughs> Won't he do it? Quoting old black women saying things that I thought were Bible passages, but I have no idea, just some shit old black women says. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm a bit rusty, y'all. But I don't know. It's, it's an interesting time, man. Supreme Court's up again. Abortion. People thinking about abortion. My, um, my views on abortion have actually evolved with, with just in the last few months during COVID. My views on abortion have evolved. I realized... I am pro-abortion. Before that, I've never been pro-abortion. Now, let me be clear when I say pro-abortion, what I mean. I don't mean pro-choice. I've always been pro-choice. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean pro-abortion. Like, we need to kill way more babies in the United States. Like, we do not terminate anywhere near as many pregnancies as we should in this country, and we need a plan to fix that. No, I'm serious. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I figured it out. Um, we're at home. My wife is watching this show. And um, before you judge her for it, I'm just going to let you know I already judged her plenty of for all of you. But she's watching this show called 16 and Pregnant. You guys heard of 16 and Pregnant? If you can watch 16 and Pregnant for longer than five minutes and not come to the conclusion that we need way more abortions, <laughs> you are a sick, sick person. Now, after watching that show, I think it should be a crime. Like if you're an adult and you know a teenager that's pregnant and they ask you for your advice and you do anything other than drive them to Planned Parenthood, you should be forced to pay child support for the next 18 years. Like what the hell is, the hell is your problem? This show is terrible. It's like producers, it's all these adults making money off of this child slowly ruining their life. <laughs> and you just watch it the whole time. And I gotta say, it's terrible for men too. It's terrible for the boys. I feel so bad for the boys. Cause 16 year old boys are all the same. Doesn't matter what race they are. Doesn't matter what type of community they come from. Doesn't matter what religion they are. 16 year old boys are all the same. They just wanna smoke weed, play video games, and occasionally bust a nut. That's like it. That's the only thing that matters to a 16 year old boy. And so out of nowhere, these 16 year old boys have like these 30 women. <laughs> pinpecking them to like turn into a 30 year old overnight it's like they're like oh you need to get your life together he's 16 he can't he cannot do it it's not going to happen but you're watching it and you i was watching this one episode and 
and you're listening to these, these little girls, these children, and it's this girl and her best friend, and they're talking about why the guy can't get it together. And one of them, this child, has the nerve to say, you know, I don't think, I don't think, let's say his name is John, I don't think John is worthy of being a teen father. <laughs> worthy of being a teen? Let me give you a hint here. If you're a teenager and you're about to have a child, you are not worthy of being a parent. That's just pretty much, yeah, no, yeah, no, definitely he's not worthy. Neither are you, silly. That's the way it works. You can't get good jobs until you're like 35. Just calm down. Just gonna go to school, smoke some weed, play video games. That's what you should be doing right now. I don't know. Times are crazy. <sighs> Shoot. Um... You know, it's funny, we can't cuss, but like Pam had like the best bestiality bit I've ever. <laughs> and I'm mad because I had a bestiality bit I was going to do. I think something about quarantine, we're all sitting at home with our pets and getting real, real close to each other. <laughs> I, am, am, I am impressed by the ability of dogs have to just thoroughly, thoroughly and, 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 and dutifully and for a long time and shamelessly eat their own buttholes out just all day. Like you ever have your dog just sitting next to you eating their own butthole out so long it starts to sound, it starts to sound like good food and shit like. noodles this is <laughs> oh my goodness it's a fact <laughs> i don't even know how much time do i have left oh my two more minutes okay I'll, I'll 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 share something with you guys in fact this is something i really should not share with you and this is my my wife's fault that i'm sharing this with you because i could make a million dollars off of this idea but she's not gonna let me um you know it's kind of like i'm trying to figure out how to invest i'm trying to grow up i'm trying to invest in things and I'm thinking, you know, when you want to invest, you want to invest in something that may not be that popular now, but you know, like 10 years from now, 15 years from now, it's going to be huge, right? So it's cheap now. And so I figured out what the perfect thing is. But my wife won't let me do it because she doesn't believe in it. You know what the perfect thing to invest in right now is? The sex doll industry. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine 10 years from now? I guarantee you there is not going to be a male between the ages of 14 and 70 that does not have a sex doll by 2035. I'm telling you right now. That's the industry to go into, man. <laughs> you want to get on Amazon train in 2004? This is the this is the one. Sex dolls. I know it too cuz I'm just old enough to remember when we made fun of people for meeting their mates on the internet. Remember that? See, young people don't remember that cuz now everybody meets people on the internet. It's, it's normal. Like things just change like that. People used to get made fun of for that shit. So yes, today, you make fun of people for sex dolls. Let that time pass. <laughs> let them become a little more real looking. And let that price come down. Every male, I'm telling you, 14 years old to 75 is going to have a sex doll. And you are going to be a billionaire. Bezos, watch out. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> thank you all. Um, and uh, I guess I bring back up the amazing... Yay! Yay! 
Terrell Williams, yay! He has a million dollar idea. You should invest in it, of course. Here's my million dollar idea. Why are we not taking all of the weed trash and feeding it to goats? Because what do we do with goats? We make goat cheese. And what happens when goats eat weed? They lactate weed. And then we make TH cheese. Yes. But hey, let's go farther. Let us go further past the signpost and then say farther still. What if I wanted to save the vegans and I ate so much weed and smoked so much weed and pumped my own breasts and I could make vegan TH cheese? I know I'm a hero. I'm really excited. Martha Stewart, I beat you. <laughs> I beat you. Mar oh, you have Omnimedia. I have TH cheese. I'm going to save the vegans. Finally, they can have real meltable cheese. 22% fat breast milk. Cool. You guys heard on my million dollar idea. <gasps> That's fine. I don't make millions of dollars here at Mutiny Radio. There's a jar here, and if you want to put money in it, wow, that's like the best thing that could ever happen in the history of ever uh, because we are trying to stay alive in COVID times and everything fell apart. And it's so funny because in the background, I actually hear that there's a mistake behind me that I have to run in and fix because my ear is so well-tuned that I can only hear that there's a fucked-up thing behind me right now. But none of you can hear it, but I can hear it, but I can hear it on the podcast later, and I'm going to fix it. While your headlining comedian is coming up, you're going to love him. He's the FDAL mastermind genius. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mauricio, the whimsical Cholo. All right, give it up for my secret crush, Pam Benjamin. God damn it. Every time I'm up here, I'm trying to win her love. All right, good stuff, man. All right, my name is Mauricio. So, um, God, man, it's like, I always like starting this, man. I'm from Mexicali, Mexico, and Portland, Oregon, which means like a great game of murder, kidnapping, and hacky sack. What is up, creepy corner of the neighborhood, you know? Uh, I always got to represent my neighborhood. Uh, people don't know about Mexicali, Mexico. It is really tough out there. You know what makes it tough is that everybody in Mexicali, Mexico is down, is like hot and down to sleep with you right away. We don't do this American thing called dates and dinners like we just want to have sex and have 30 kids you know that's our thing you know and it's very tough for me man and people are like dude everybody in Mexicali, mexico is like sleeping with each other like and everyone's hot why is it so tough i'm like because i want to sleep with 95 percent of my cousins you know it's like <laughs> and every time i go to the family reunion they get impressed by a 20 dollar us dollar bill you know it's like i got a chance man it gets very awkward at the family reunion you know it's like crazy man I'm actually a little bit bitter right now because uh, my roommate just screwed me over right now. He's scared of COVID out of his mind. And he dipped out on me, so the whole rent fell on me. There you go. That's what I'm going through right now. One uh, thing I can't stand at the beginning, he was like, dude, everyone's going to lose their job, man. People are going to kill themselves. People are going to lose their job. They're going to kill themselves. I'm like, can you kill yourself right now? Because I'm eating cereal. I'm trying to watch The View, okay? Like, and I'm trying to focus, all right? And what they can't stand is how his brain works, man. It's like he was like, it's the apocalypse, man. The apocalypse. We're in trouble. I got I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, I have yet to read in literature and film 
that during an apocalypse, the Whole Foods is still open. You know what I mean? Like, this ain't no apocalypse, man. My family in Mexico, Mexico is eating dirt before COVID, and they're eating dirt during now, man. That's an apocalypse, you know? You know what I mean? It's the reality of things, man. I hate that Americans always, like, think that they're in a struggle. You're not in a struggle at all, man, all right? And one thing I can't stand is the art is also being gentrified right now. Have you guys noticed this? There are people who are like doctors trying to do stand-up comedy right now. If you grew up with two loving parents, don't do this, man. Don't do this at all. Go live. Go gentrify. Go kick my people out of the mission even more, you know? Let, let's do it. You know, have a good time. You should not be doing this, okay? And you're most likely not going to make it because you never struggled. You never suffered, you know? That's what it is. So much pretentiousness, man. Uh, I've been performing all my life. I've been doing stand-up comedy for 18 years. Yay, I turned 19 in January. That's nice. Uh, I performed in almost every type of environment. So I used to get invited to like poetry shows. There's one poetry show they invited me to like uh, perform in the middle. And I go up after this pretentious poet one time, man. And this one guy just comes up on the mic before me. He's like, the distance, the distance is why there'll never be love. The distance is why we're divided. The distance. I was like, dang, are things in the Morena that tough? Like, I was like, someone get this fool a bicycle. You know, it's like, I'm from Mexico, Mexico, and I got smuggled illegally into this country. We had no problem with the distance. We kept walking. What we had a problem was with a white person at the end of the distance with a border and a gun. You know what I mean? That was my problem with the distance, you know? Can't stand pretentiousness, man. I really can't stand it. It's like it's the worst of the worst, you know? One thing I can't stand, too, in San Francisco, most people lie to me. I think secretly that everyone in San Francisco is secretly rich. That's my thing, right? One of my best friends was, like, crying one time. He's just like, oh, I'm good for it. He's making a lot of money in tech and buy my friends drinks. I'm like, buy me a drink, man. I'll keep being your friend, you know? Like, come on, you know? Being tired of these, like, you know, whiningness and all this stuff. Uh, one thing I can't stand in America, too, the reason why I wear white gloves is I have a 10% hatred for humanity. I really do. I wanted COVID to happen. I wish for it on my birthday. I'm half indigenous. Like, the more you die, the more we get our land back. So I'm having a good time right now, right? I'm loving it, you know? And I can't stand it like, uh, there's only, like, I wear white gloves to denounce humanity. I represent my people now. And I like when people are like, oh, what, Mexicans? I'm like, cartoon characters, man. Cartoon characters have never let me down. You know what I'm saying? And the one thing that sucks is that you guys will never appreciate American cartoon characters because you've been brainwashed by British Harry Potter. I hate Harry Potter so much. Harry Potter is the most whiniest character in the history of fictional characters. You guys know this, right? In the book, he's like, my aunt and uncle treat me bad. I don't know what to do. I'm like, dude, you have a magic wand, right? At some point, handle your shit, you know? It's like, I have an orphan cousin in Mexicali, Mexico. And he's just like, he starts crying. I'm like, dude, you better sell chicles to those white people from America, you know? Because Hogwarts is for white people. That's where the magic ends, you know? Or unless you're black and you can announce Quidditch with, like, style, right? That's the only character I saw who was a minority in that whole thing, right? And the worst thing I hate about, like, Harry Potter is, like, it's the worst school ever. It's like, I don't know why white kids want to go there. Like, it is the worst school ever. Like, you got this, like, Dumbledore, right? He's, like, the principal, right? And, like, he's a horrible principal. Like, you have this little Crips and Blood scenario between Gryffindor and Slytherin, right? They're trying to kill each other. Meanwhile, Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw, they're just trying to get through the day. You know what I mean? And, like, there's a troll rolling around the hallways at, like, midnight trying to eat kids. And, like, they need one more book called Harry Potter. Dumbledore gets in trouble with the Board of Education. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, that's the book that we need. 
And I realized this, that Harry Potter, uh, he's not allowed to use magic in the real world. So they're not teaching him anything beneficial in Hogwarts, man, for the real world. So they need to write another book called uh, Harry Potter Gets Magically uh, Hired by Google, and he magically makes minorities disappear from their neighborhoods. You know what I mean? Like, that's the book that we need, you know? And Harry Potter's not that good at magic. He's not that good. It's like, you know who's better than Harry Potter at magic? American Mickey Mouse, man. A little respect, right? You know what American Mouse magically did? He got my, hire, my cousins hired in uh, Disneyland. And they got to magically feed their kids. And his cars are really shiny, man. That's what I'm saying, man. It's like we got to pay it up for the real heroes. You know what I mean? And uh, it's like in uh, the biggest one, man, I'm always paying attention to like mainstream media and stuff. One thing that really frustrates me is that they're not trying to put Mexicans in mainstream media. The reason why white kids grow up to be racist is because you're not telling white kids the truth. Can you guys start telling them the truth? The Super Mario Brothers are not Italian. They're Mexican, all right? It's like I have yet to meet Italians that are that small, went through pipes to get into this country, right, you know? And the, f and the first thing they do is, like, they hit on a tall blonde woman named Princess who's out of their league, you know? And, like, she has, like, a big bro boyfriend named Bowser who gave her a castle, right, you know? It's like, that's the story of my cousin Ricardo, man. It's like somebody from Nintendo is following me with a notebook, man. I swear, you know. One time I did two ace of mushrooms. I thought I was going to have a seizure. And uh, the next day I saw Mario went to space, man. Somebody's following me with a notebook. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's my reality. And they're not trying to put us in mainstream media. One guy who's really racist is J.R.R. Tolkien, man. This guy. Are you guys fans of Lord of the Rings? That is a garbage movie. That is a racist movie. Let me tell you this. Watch Return of the King one more time. These guys are like in England, right? And out of nowhere, Muslims show up as the bad guys. Isn't that racism 101? And to be honest, this story should have been about Mexicans. You're telling me that this story about these little guys that love to garden and they love gold rings a lot and they're trying to cross the border the whole time isn't about Mexicans at all? Come on, man. It's like, man, you guys are jipping us, man, in this country, you know? It's very frustrating, man. It's like, I know I'm not going to get my love in this country at all, man. We will not be in movies. But the biggest claim to power, I realize this, if you're a minority out there, we will never, you will never make it until you get a Jedi, okay? When black people got Mace Windu, they got Obama the next day, man. You know what I mean? I want a Mexican Jedi. I want a Mexican Jedi because it leads to a Mexican president. And until I get a Mexican Jedi, the Skywalker family is Mexican. There, I said it, man. Like, look at the facts, man. Luke Skywalker lives in a shitty planet that looks like my hometown, Mexicali, Mexico, with dust in his face, right? And they call it Tatooine, you know? And then, like, uh, they have no money. They're, like, gardening, and they have no money, and they use their, all their money to buy a gold droid? Come on, man. That's Mexican 101, you know? And then watch the original Star Wars, man. Look at the car that Luke Skywalker's driving. It's a lowrider with the top down, man, you know? And his best friend Arturito's in the back seat, you know? Who whistles and does all the manual labor, you know? Like, come on, man. And they're cruising around looking for their best friend, Obi-Juan Kenobi, you know? Who looks like he's hiding from ice, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the biggest thing that hurts me, like being Mexican, is like Luke Skywalker gets abandoned by his dad, and he grows up eventually to beat the shit out of his dad. That's the story of my cousin Ricardo. One more time, man. It's like somebody's following me, you know? 
And I, every time we have the family reunion, we had the tequila bottle and the knife, man, because Ricardo Sr. wants a rematch, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Man, did he get whooped, man. He didn't have it, you know? He didn't have the fight that one time, you know? That's what happens. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I really want, like, Mexicans to get accepted in mainstream media. The one that also makes me mad is Juno. Remember Juno? This movie should have been about Mexicans. The movie is about a white girl that gets pregnant at the age of 15. And I did my research. No white girl gets pregnant at the age of 15. Yeah, this hall monitor was like, get off school grounds, man. Take your Hello Kitty notebook with you. You're not fooling anyone, all right, you know? You're definitely, <laughs> you're definitely in your 30s, you know? So I did my research for this joke, you know? No white girls getting pregnant at the age of 15 in high school. If they get pregnant in high school, it's usually 17 or 18. I've done my research. You know who's getting pregnant between 13 and 18? Mexicans, man. Come on, man. That should have been about us. The name alone, Juno, right? Yeah, but then I caught myself and I realized that, like, I realized why it couldn't be about Mexicans because, like, it wouldn't be like that Michael Sarah character, you know? Like, where they're like, the monkey on the back is the latest trend. Oh my God, we're pregnant, you know? Like, if that movie was actually about Mexicans, Michael Sarah's character would have had a shaved head and a teardrop tattoo. He would have gone up to Junior and be like, hey, puta, it's your fault, man, you know? Should have brought the condom, homie, and then. Slap to the face, right? <laughs> and then the Academy's like, no Oscar. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, like, all right, dang it, man. I realize sometimes I catch myself. Like, I understand sometimes to a point why Mexicans aren't in mainstream media. A big one is fairy tales. I was like, I've always wanted to be a fairy tale character, man. That was my dream. Mauricio, the whimsical cholo, you know? That's my biggest dream of all time, man. And I realized that Mexicans can't be in a fairy tale, you know what I mean? Like, if my little cousins from Mexico, Mexico were in the Chronicles of Narnia, they would beat the shit out of Mr. Tumnus day one, you know? They would walk through Narnia and be like, hey, Vato, where's my jacket, homie? Um, okay. <laughs> like, you know, wow, right. And then Mr. Tumnus is like, <laughs> let me show you Narnia. They would beat the shit out of him, rob him, and sell cocaine to all the fictional characters. That's what my people do. And uh, you know we're all going to, like, you know who's going to buy the most cocaine, right? It's like the Minotaurs and the Centaurs, right? Because we all know that transgenders can't get enough. What, they don't do cocaine? Oh. All right, man. I have friends that told me to stop the joke at that point, man. Maybe I should listen, right? You know? I don't know. This, these are my little observations. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is how we're feeding my family in Mexicali. I guess I'm wrong. I don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, one thing I realized, though, if I want to be a fictional uh, fairy tale character is I have to like have a princess that I rescue. I have to have a princess that I have to be into. I'm a hardworking Mexican, man. I'm not lazy like you Americans, right? I used to work three jobs and that was like a vacation for me, man. That's my thing. Uh, if that's the difference when you're actually born from the real land, you know? And uh, one thing I realized is you gotta choose the right princess. And me being a hardworking Mexican, I can't just go for any princess. Like Sleeping Beauty would drive me crazy. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I'd get home after work, I'd be like, look, sweetie, I love you so much, and I love a nap just as much as the next person, but three years and, like, 30 days is too long, all right, man? Like, rent is due on this tower. I need some help, right? <laughs> and then I would love it. It's like she finally woke up. I don't see her at home, and, like, the, uh, the gingerbread man, right, he just runs up. He's like, Mauricio, she left you for another man. I was like, what? Yeah, she's sleeping with Rip Van Winkle. I was like, where? They're like, they're right there <laughs> on Bubblegum Island, man, you know? I'm like, dang it, man. It's right. So it's like Sleeping Beauty wouldn't work, right? 
Rapunzel would be annoying, right? It's like uh, if I forgot my keys inside. Like, all right, Rapunzel, I got to get to work, man. I forgot my keys inside. And she drops her hair. I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous, you know? It's too much, man. Like, I could not date someone that's that much into hair, you know, that kind of maintenance. But I do realize that if I had sex with her, like sleeping with her from behind and pulling her hair, that would be pretty hot, right? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's not enough for me, right? Little Mermaid would have been the worst of the worst, right? I'm, like, walking on my way to work. Say I'm on Fisherman's Wharf. I'm on my way to work. Little Mermaid swims up. She's like, I love you, Marie. She's like, look, Little Mermaid, it's like, <laughs> I can't date you because you're, like, half fish. You know what I mean? Like, bestiality is not cool in my book, okay? So we can't do this, you know? And it's like, and what happens if, like, the Japanese pollute the ocean again? It's like, dude, your vagina is going to give me radiation on my penis. This is over. All right, that's a smart joke, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a Seattle minority where, like, we actually read, so I should slow down for you guys because uh, you guys are so scared of education, you put Barnes & Noble in Emeryville. So it's like, I got to slow it down for you guys. Yeah, slow it down, man. Uh, says the guy that doesn't know how to talk like a white man. And he thinks he's black. Wow, powerful, you know? Uh, I love it, man. I love it. He's like, oh, I'm going to show you East Oakland. It was like a suburb, and I ended up with apples. No 40s, man. Disappointed, man. That's my East Oakland. Wow. I'm going to start talking to the audience, man, because I have a dream, and I want to make it, you know? Yeah. So the only princess that I can go for, and I realize this, is Cinderella. You know why? Because she works really hard. She cleans, man. And you know what I love about Cinderella? To win her love, all you have to do is buy her shoes. That's insane. <laughs> I would come home from work. I'd be like, look, baby, I got you a present. These are Jordans, you know? And she's like, I love you, Mauricio, the ones that go cholo. Yes, I will marry you. All right, good talk, guys. <laughs> good talk. Uh, good stuff. All right, man. Oh, yeah? <laughs> all right, he's getting no more stage time. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Next time he gets one minute, you know? <laughs> And I take all the credit and steal his jokes, too. Uh, that's my revenge. I always like doing this, too, man. I, I am getting 33 years old, and I am starting to judge the youth. You know what I mean? Like, they can't stop talking, you know? It's intense. I, I really don't like people that are younger than 33. I'm not going to lie, man. I, I, I hang out with people who are, like, 40 and above, whatever. I can't stand the youth, man. I am becoming that guy. I was walking down Market Street, and a, a guy, this one punk kid cut me off with a skateboard. I was like, man, go back to school. I, I literally said that, you know. And I was very bitter, you know. I'm going through this rent problem, and I'm walking down the street, and this Christian guy comes up to me. He's like, you're going to hell. And I was like, damn, was I looking at those Gap jeans that long? Wow, all right, man, that was very rude, you know. And then I walked up the, up the street, and the Scientologist guy was like, you seem really stressed, and I want to help you. I was like, well, that's really nice. So the older I get, like, I love things that I used to hate. And now I love things that I used to hate. I love Scientology, guys. That's my jam. I love Scientology so much, man. I love it, man. Love it. Yeah, and I hate when my friends are like, don't do it, man. Don't join Scientology. Because if you join Scientology, you can't talk to your family. I hate my family right now. We don't talk at all, man. So I don't see the downside, right? And they're like, don't do it, man. If you join Scientology, uh, they're going to put you in a center where you can never leave. I was like, if I'm homeless to avoid sucking dick for crack, I'm taking the mattress at the Scientology building and drink the Kool-Aid and have a good time, right? And hang out with my boy, Tom Cruise, man. If I brainwash all of you right now, I'm in a movie with Tom Cruise, man. Could you see me in a movie with Tom Cruise? Mission Impossible 10. 
where I play an Arab terrorist. You know what I mean? And I need that money, man. I need the money. And then they're like, no, man, you can't do it because they believe crazy stuff like alien spirits are in our bodies. I'm like, disprove it right now. Disprove it right now, and I'll believe you, and I'll stop hanging out with them. They're like, well, I can't do it right now. See, there you go. You don't know about aliens. Nobody knows about aliens. And I know about aliens because I get molested by them every night at 3 a.m. It's ridiculous, man. I have the worst apartment in downtown Oakland, man. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, and this one alien didn't wear a condom, so I feel like I'm pregnant right now. That's going to suck when that thing shoots out of my stomach. 